unbeatable fall promotions at Metro Mattress. Snag a Sealy Firm or Soft Queen mattress, your choice for just $5.99. Buy a Chatham & Wells mattress and get $300 in gifts. Get a Chatham & Wells set and enjoy a free adjustable base upgrade. We're also throwing in $300 in gifts when you purchase a Tempur-Pedic mattress. Plus, enjoy 0% financing for up to 60 months. Experience your best sleep yet this fall. The name families have trusted for over 45 years. Metro Mattress, the sleep superstore. All right, back here in the Shaw's and Star Market Patriots postgame show. It's Joe Murray and Leroy Irvin and with 25 completions by the Patriots today. Kesha's Law donates another $2,500, which brings the Kesha's college season total now to $16,100. The Kesha's Care Scholarship ensures financial hurdles will not prevent students from pursuing their dreams. We are now joined by Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Greg, we've been writing questions down. <laughs> Leroy has questions for you. I'll let him start. Yes. Uh, how you doing, brother? Good. What's up? <laughs> All right. So apparently uh, there's a huge portion of Patriots Nation that just thrives off of negativity. So uh, to quench their blood-sucking thirst, despite the win, what were some of the negatives that stood out to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I did not expect I, I, you know this to go I didn't expect way. people to to be on the negative train too but anyways uh let's see what <laughs> you know let, let me just let me just uh, reference my uh my down column on my column at uh Boston Sports Journal that I just could up uh let's say uh missed tackles yeah. in the secondary yeah. Kyle Duggar uh Miles Bryant uh that stuff was a little bit rough to me um let's see uh, of course, Kendrick Bourne's fumble. Mm. I mean, that almost cost them the game, and this would have looked like so many other sort of coming up short games for the Patriots during Mac Jones's tenure if if that just went the other way. Um, you know, Jack Jones had a couple penalties in this game. Vidarian Lowe comes in and gets a penalty on like his first play, of course, because that's what happens. Um, and you know, look, let's let's be honest. This was not. Uh, the Bills' best effort in this game. And they, they have a lot of issues on that team. I think Josh Allen's post-game fr- press conference uh, was about five questions long. There were a lot of Belichickian responses there. Uh, they, they're having issues on offense. They're banged up big time on defense. Uh, so, you know, look, it's certainly good to get the win, um, and the Patriots will take it. I'll take it. Uh, you never know what this can do for a football team, um, you know, but this wasn't like, you know, the Bills teams that we've seen the past couple of years. Yeah, I kind of want to give the Patriots their flowers today, Greg. I know there's a lot of things we could nitpick. They they almost gave it back to the Bills. The Bills definitely. Hey, you guys, for the record, you guys made me nitpick, like, right off the bat. <laughs> no, 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 I, I got you. It's funny. I'm blaming Leroy. <laughs> no, it's funny. I, I also talked about, hey, Mac Jones dropped a ball on a clear third and two, or he could have got 20 yards out of it. There's a lot of things to get to there. There is. But, over, but yeah, but we, got, we got all the negative out of the way. Uh, this is the Buffalo Bills who have owned them their last three games at Gillette Stadium. This was Josh Allen who has thrown three touchdowns and you know over over thirty one points per game here. But yeah, they gave up the touchdown at the end. The Bills gave an opportunity. The Pats made their play, and you know I thought Bill O'Brien was much better today and designed a really nice touchdown pass to get Mike Gesicki on a smaller defensive back, and all Mac had to do was just find him in a seam. It, it, the execution was really good today, and I want to give them props for it. Yeah, without question. I thought 
that was the biggest thing to me in this game. I mean, you know, let's just set aside, you know, Mac Jones and the way he played, especially late in this game on the two uh, fourth quarter touchdown drives, um, which I think was, you know, probably his finest work as a Patriots quarterback and, and sort of like the old Mac Jones. But I thought the, the biggest takeaway for me was just, I thought the, the offense and, and you do get this going against divisional foes. Like you, you know, you know them a lot. You've gone against them. It's familiar. Um, you draw on a lot of the old game plans. Um, you know, the, the, uh, you know, interdivisional games like Dallas, like the saints, um, you know, those things are, uh, those can get away from you and are, and can be very tough on a short week during the season. That's where you see a lot of the blowouts. Divisional games are usually a lot closer just because they're so familiar, but you know, I thought that the offensive game plan and playing a lot more motion, um, you know, a lot of three-step drops, it, it it built off of what we saw in the second half against Vegas last week where, you know, they ran the ball decently well. All the passing game was sort of, you know, three-step drops, get it out, let Max sort of, you know, just see what the defense is doing. Another very zone-heavy defense, which is always – easier especially for the Patriots and and their offensive group but you know the, I thought the job that Billy O'Brien did in this game th- just how you know cogent the the offensive game plan was it looked like they knew exactly what they were going to get they had an idea what they're going to do the motion I thought really probably threw Buffalo a little bit for a loop and opened up a lot of things for the passing offense so I thought I thought that O'Brien was also outstanding in this game he, he, he was very good and you know, one thing that I think Leroy and I both agreed with today, uh, Devontae Parker got uh, minimal snaps today. They went with Jalen Rager at one point. Uh, they mostly went 12 and 13 personnel, but um, it was Kendrick Bourne, Pop Douglas for the most part at receiver. Is that Was that a change today? Did that kind of motivate the offense or I guess get the, the offense moving considering it was stalled at times? with Parker, who took no accountability last week, and also Juju Smith-Schuster being inactive. I I think it definitely had, um, you know, I, I don't know if it gave them, you know, more more motivation or anything like that, but I think it definitely, this is what they need to do. I mean, you know, talking to teams that have played the Patriots or scouted the Patriots on film, you know, they talk about the offense, and they're just like, they're just, they're slow. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, that makes you easy to defend. And I think that, you know, the more... They can get speed on the field, you know, between Demario Douglas, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton, um, you know, that sort of thing, and mix them in with the tight ends. I think that I think that they're better off, and and it just makes them a little bit tougher to defend. It opens things up uh, a little bit more. I think I think that Douglas, we would have seen more of Douglas if he didn't. I think he was he was one of the guys in concussion protocol. I think that sort of screwed things up. I think he was on his way to having this sort of playing time, this sort of impact when he sustained the concussion. So so that was disappointing. But, uh, you know, there, there's no question that, you know, Demario Douglas makes makes a difference. His speed, the easy yards that he can give a quarterback. There just aren't mm-hmm. many easy when, – when guys like him aren't in the lineup and, you know, for example, they don't have a third down back like a James White. Those guys just – they make things easier on the quarterback and they've had none of that. And it makes, and, and along with the pass protection issues, it makes things almost impossible for a quarterback. And so I thought today you saw a little bit of an offense that was a little bit easier 
for Mac Jones, and I thought that that made a big difference in this game. Yeah, so with that speed on the field and, like you said, making the game easier for Mac Jones, what do you think happens to Juju and, uh, and Parker in the future? That's uh, a good question. Um, I don't think they're going to do much with Parker. I mean, I think we might get into, you know, and I don't know if this is for next week or it's down the road, but mm-hmm. I think eventually you're sort of seeing like a platoon between Devontae Parker and Tyquan Thornton. Um, Devontae Parker perhaps gets the gets the plays where you need more of a big possession receiver mm-hmm. type of thing. Tyquan Thornton is more of the shot play guy. You know, I would like to see Demario Douglas, the full-time slot guy. I, I do not need to see Juju Smith-Schuster anytime soon. I, I don't want to see him on the field, active, what have you, until he is he's fully healthy and can actually play and mm-hmm. be the guy that I didn't see on the practice field this summer. But people inside the building were telling me that they loved what they saw out of Juju Smith-Schuster this summer. And until he can be that guy, don't play him. Get him healthy. Mm. I mean, because there are winnable games down the stretch for this team. And so, um, you know, I I definitely want – Demario Douglas is the real deal. He should have a real role on this team and and basically, you know, start off with, you know, what works Mm. for for the Patriots. And that's, you know, Kendrick Bourne, Demario Douglas – Hunter Henry, Farrell Brown. I think people kind of laughed last week when I was on Felger and Maz and I said, I want to see more Farrell mm. Brown on the field. And, you know, he's he's revealed himself to be a good, solid player. And so, you know, just start with what works on the offense and build from there. And don't worry about, like, you know, veterans and making sure they get this and that. They, they just can't afford to do that anymore. Yeah. The name to know when the trains don't flow. John Sewer. John Sewer has been solving Boston's drain issues since 1976. Their team of local technicians have unparalleled experience and can solve any clog or problem that can arise in Boston's complex plumbing systems. Find them at johnsewer.com. John Sewer, we get the job done. Just made one adjustment today that will, I'll tease it, we'll get into that. Uh, on the other side, we're talking to Greg Bedard. He's of the Boston Sports Journal. we got Leroy Irvin. I'm Joe Murray. And I see you guys lined up on the phone lines. We'll certainly get to you here on the other side. This is the Shaw's and Star Market Patriots Post Game Show on the Safety Insurance 98.5, the Sports Hub Patriots Radio Network. The only place to hear the game, the Sports Hub. Play action fake by Jones. Stands in. Lobs a throw for Ferno. Brown made oh. the catch oh. over the defender. Terrell Bernard. And he's tackled at the 40-yard line. Who is this team? What is this offense? Who is that tight end? Who is that quarterback hanging in the pocket? Delivered a strike to number 86, Farrell Brown. Wait, good job, Mac Jones. As you're getting hit, gives him a catchable ball. Back shoulder, up high. Good target, good ball placement. Excellent catch. All right, back here on the Shaw's and Star Market Patriots postgame show. Joe Murray and Leroy Irvin here. We're joined by Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. New England converted 21 first downs today. And with every first down, Credit Union Kids at Heart will help fund promising studies into Moya Moya, as well as clinical care tools for children affected. Learn more at cukidsatheart.org. You got another one for uh, Greg I do, I do, I do. Uh, The people are split. Uh-oh. Still over Mac Jones, like is he is he the quarterback of the future? In your opinion, who is the real Mac Jones? Is he what we saw today? Twenty five for thirty, two hundred seventy two yards, two touchdowns. When he has time to throw, or is he the turnover king? 
Now, this this is Mac. And, you know, look, it wasn't perfect. And he even admitted after the game there were times that he looked at the rush. There was a you know third down where he got blitzed, but he actually had a pocket. But he looked at the rush and turtled and, you know, would he, but look, it's you don't just flip a switch. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been trying to tell people this all season about, you know, the accumulation uh, of pressure, especially on pocket quarterbacks who, who aren't used to operating under a bunch of duress. And, you know, the guys that run around like a Josh Allen, like he's used to playing frantic all the time. That's not the way pocket quarterbacks uh, operate. And so, you know, this Mac Jones, highly efficient, um, you know, nothing huge, nothing great, but, you know, winning football, um, you know, clutch throws at times, you know, to me, this was the, the Mac Jones that you should expect. Now, is that still at the end of the day, good enough to win Super Bowls? I don't know. Mm. And that's a question for another day. And, and, you know, and quite frankly, the question about whether Mac Jones is, the franchise quarterback for this team going forward to me, you know, like I've been saying all season, you got to let the season play out. Mm-hmm. And I thought that they were going to struggle under a new offensive coordinator. The schedule was tough. Um, the injuries on the offensive line didn't help. And even I think it was after the Eagles or the Dolphins game, I said on Felger and Maz, I said like, you know, look at some point, and, and I wasn't quite blaming Mac Jones, but I said, at some point he's got to win one of these games. And I said, I'm going to give him more time, probably to the midpoint of the season, and then we'll see. He delivered today. He checked a huge box for himself. Um, You never know what this can do for a quarterback's confidence. And so, you know, we'll see how it looks going forward. All right, Greg, one adjustment the Patriots made today, which uh, I would like them to do this and maybe even look at an extension. But Michael and Wainu back at tackle today. We know he played there his rookie year, 16 games. They moved him inside. He didn't have, we know the deal. He didn't have really an off season or preseason, and he struggled. I mean, I, I, last week he couldn't even play. Plays there this week. They scored twenty nine points. They gave up one sack on the day. Is that now the move going forward? Him at tackle? Uh, probably because you know I think that the Patriots, after you know they gave the Vidarian Low experiment um, some time. You know, they got into the building this week, um, how they always do and discuss things, and they, they really didn't have any other options. I mean, look, Vidarian Lowe, you weren't going to put him back out there. It, it just was not good enough. Um, Calvin Anderson has not been active in weeks, um, which tells you something. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was an option at right tackle. City So, uh, no, he can't play tackle. But he did look okay at guard last week. So I think – this week they looked at it and they say, you know, you know, what was the alternative? I mean, what else were they going to do? They couldn't put so out there. They couldn't put low out there. They weren't going to put Anderson out there. So, you know, that, that was sort of the last option. And I'm glad he made it through relatively healthy. Um, it looks like he's still favoring the ankle a little bit. Um, but I think that's pretty much what they have to do. This is their best five, how they are constituted right now with, Brown, Strange, Andrews, So, and and Owenu. And so, um, yeah, I think this is the way they have to go forward. Now, I will say, you know, I while it looked better and it was certainly more functional, I you know, I, I don't think it was great. I, I think there there were um some some blown assignments. To me, the I thought the motion and the quick passing game had more to do with how the offensive line held up. They did run block reasonably well, but there were also a lot of no 
no yard, one yard, negative runs in this game. So I don't think it was great, the offensive line play, but it was certainly better than what it's been. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk to uh, R- Ralph. He's in Cranston. Hey, Ralph, you're on with Greg Bedard. Hey, guys, thank you. Um, look, we have a very fickle fan base here, and people were calling up, you know, knocking Mac and everything. And I agree with Greg. You know, this doesn't show this great, really good performance he had today. It doesn't mean he's long-term. But I think what it really did, you know, you look at his accuracy, He a couple of those he was almost nailed and he completed a pass. He's an NFL quarterback. People can say what they want. I think he's going to have a lengthy career. I mean, if he if he's inconsistent, he'd be the ideal backup somewhere. But this kid's an NFL quarterback, and I, and I like him. You know, is he long-term? Like Greg said, no, this proved nothing. And the offensive line proved nothing. It's one game, you know, that we probably needed, you know, for the for the, 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 the fans. But I think this proved that Matt can play in this league. Stop knocking him. Stop calling him a terrible quarterback. You know, it, it's it, it, the negativity around here gets it, – <laughs> Thanks, Ralph. <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't know, Greg, I mean, yeah, it is one I game. Think- Mm-hmm. It's just one game, I mean, but I, I I do think though this is a, this is like they got the Dolphins next week, who they got to go on the road and do it. But I mean they're two and one in the AFC right now, AFC East, excuse me. Yeah, I was looking at that before the game, and like I I thought about um, you know for my sort of live blog for the game, I thought about putting the headline as Patriots have a chance to grab division divisional record lead, and then I was like, no, that's just silly, <laughs> but. There they are at two and one sitting up top and the Dolphins don't have a divisional game this week. So they'll be up there all alone, I think, in, in the division. Um, yeah, it, it was one game. I think I think Ralph makes a lot of good points. I, you know, I, I do think that, look, I think that Matt can play in this league. But you, you have to understand if you draft a guy in the first round and, you know, fifth, even at 15th overall, you have to understand. All right. Well, what does this guy need to have around him mm-hmm. to be successful? And. The part of the reason why they were one and five is because they didn't do enough to to help their quarterback. And so, um, you know, now that they're having to do it a little bit with smoke and mirrors, you know, with the motion and things like, it's fine. They're, they're, Billy O'Brien is coaching around it, but there's no question to me that uh, Mac can play in this league. You know, whether he's a long-term starter or what have you, um, any talk about he stinks and he can't play in this league, that's just silly talk to me. But you know, if he's the guy going forward, you just you have to realize you have to he has to have certain things. There's nothing wrong with that. A lot of other teams do that. A lot of teams win a lot of games doing it that way. It's just, you know, you you have to put your p- players in the best position to succeed. And I don't think Bill does that enough on offense. Jets fans were rooting for the Patriots today. Imagine that. And they got their way. Who've uh, they? I believe they have the Jets have beaten both the Patriots and Buffalo this year. Uh, yeah, and Bo- oh, no, they lost to the Patriots. I'm they trying to think of who else they've... But the Jets are uh, cruising right now. They have a shot here. Felger and Maz, afternoons 2-6 to six on the Sports Hub. And now with Allen under center. The single back is Latavius Murray. The veteran with Allen on a deep drop, looking to throw steps up, fires it right. Kickoff! Yeah. Peppers is there! He cut in front of the receiver and knocks, and the Patriots with a takeaway as he falls at the 45. That's a big one right there. And I said it's going to be the safeties today with their rotations versus Josh Allen. They got to stay fresh, play them all. Hell of a read by Peppers, baited him into the pick. Seventh interception for Allen this season. The fifth career theft for Jabril Peppers. All right, Defender of the Game presented by 128 Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electric, the company that finishes every job strong. 
Let them defend your home from any plumbing, heating, cooling, or electrical issues when your home can't wait. Call 128. Visit 128.com. It is the Shaw's and Star Market Patriots postgame show. It's Leroy Irvin, Joe Murray, and we have Greg Bedard with us. Greg, that, just on that interception there, uh, I thought uh, Peppers kind of sat home. Um, you know, maybe Knox ran the wrong route, should have been in front of them there. But on the day, though, I credit the secondary for for holding Stephon Diggs to, to the one touchdown, six catches, 58 yards. They did beat him late. Josh Allen missed him. But overall, I thought the return of Jack Jones made an impact despite maybe a few bad plays here and there. Yeah, you know, I thought they did a good job. I mean, you know, like I said, this is a, you know, Buffalo offense that's, scuffling i thought you know including with ken dorsey the play caller i thought it was they ended up scoring i think um they got it on fourth down but i just thought it was ridiculous one of the most ridiculous calls of the game was they were deep in patriots territory they had third and three i think it was and they brought in the heavy personnel and and uh you know josh allen tried to uh you know, it was basically a bootleg play, a play action bootleg, but the Patriots snuffed it out. And then Allen, like, just threw that ball up. Duggar almost intercepted it. Like, that's just an idiotic call. I mean, you know, like you really like the Patriots are really going to, they were treating themselves like they they were the Eagles or something like that, that they can come in and run out of heavy personnel for two downs. They The Bills can't do that. That was just dumb. I mean, they're lucky that I think they ended up getting a touchdown on that drive. Um, yeah, and I also think that the wind – help for the Patriots defense today. There were a couple of plays downfield to Diggs that on a normal day they complete. And there was one time deep where Diggs got behind the defense and it's just, you can't throw a 60 yard ball in that win today. I mean, you saw the Tyler Bass uh, field goal that went from one goal post to 10 yards to the right. I mean, that's just the way the win was today. So I think the win helped a little bit but you know look the defense did their job in this game i thought let's give credit to you know a unit that i've bashed all year rightfully so i thought the special teams did their part today for once this season and you know all those things need to work in concert i mean you know the defense getting the the interception even though i thought that was a terrible play by josh allen it wasn't a very complicated defense that the patriots were in he just it was just careless it was the what kind of mindless throw that you see from josh allen but getting a turnover early, giving the offense a short field, playing good special teams, not turning the ball over on offense. That's the formula for the Patriots, and that delivered them a win today. Wow. So, like, last week versus the Raiders, surprisingly, uh, the Pats came out flat. They, you know, lacked focus and whatnot. They weren't disciplined. And um, But in your opinion, being around the team, what happened throughout the week that despite being underdogs, like, they came out and was somewhat locked in? Uh, good question, Leroy. I think um, I think it was mostly like just that it's a divisional opponent. It makes things a little bit easier. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, they're now in, what is this, week seven. Roles are a little bit more clearly defined. I think it helped the Patriots' defense that they're starting to get, you know, bodies back. I mean, you know, picking up J.C. Jackson was nice to get Jack Jones back today. Um, you know, when you have – uh, you know, Jonathan Jones as well on this team, you know, that's three p- capable cornerbacks, a lot better than the bills have right now. I can tell you that much. And so, um, you know, I, I just think, you know, every week as a, as a football team, you just, you know, try to build and we know it didn't look good against the Cowboys and the saints. And, and, you know, a lot of things were problematic. Um, you know, it was a little bit better 
um, last week in that game against the Raiders, especially the second half. And so you just sort of keep building as a football team. And I think today they put a lot of things together for the first time. And so, you know, it looked, it looked a lot more coherent. It just, you know, it's, you can't flip your finger. You can't just snap your fingers and and expect things to be better with a football teams. They, it just, it takes time. Mm, I'm curious uh, without saying any names, do you get any sense that there are still some players who may not, uh, who have probably, or might be checked out? I don't sense that. Mm. Um, I didn't. I was in the locker room on Friday. Um, did you have anybody in particular in mind? Uh, I would, uh, then I for can... one, let's say like Devontae Parker. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, look, I don't get a good vibe from Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm. You know, what that means, I can't tell you. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think Devontae's checked out. I just don't know, you know, if he's if he's all that mentally tough. And, you know, I wonder that some things about that, about Juju as well. But I think with Juju, it's hard to tell because you know that his health has been such an issue. Mm. The knee's been an issue. He's had to get it. It's, it's, it has swelled up on him this season. Um, you know, so that's when you're a wide receiver, that's problematic when you don't have your legs at full strength. All right. We'll save some of the, uh, the questions about Belichick for the final segment here. Let's knock out a few calls with, with Greg. Uh, Dana's in Warwick. Hey, Dana. Hey guys, um, great segment right now. I love listening to Greg. He is the man. With- Get great fall savings on all your home care and entertaining needs during the fall home care event at Shaw's and Star Market. Head into Shaw's and Star Market and get deals on products like Clorox disinfecting wipes, Swiffer wet mopping cloths, Lysol all-purpose cleaner, Swiffer wet jet mopping pads, Mr. Clean multi-surface cleaner, or Lysol power toilet bowl cleaner. Visit Shaw's or StarMarket.com or head into your local store for more details offers expire october 31st restrictions apply promotions may vary it comes to the patriots uh so you had a caller earlier that said that he thought that the stadium was really into it and uh i am completely opposite of that there were a lot of empty seats i thought especially up in the 300s but i think a lot of folks around where i was sitting at least we were we were like the wheels are going to come off the cart at some point we kept expecting those little things to happen and there were some penalties and like Greg had said earlier some missed tackles and some poor tackling on the defense but then there was also a couple of plays that Mac did he throw the ball into the back of one of his offensive linemen at one point and then I think that ended up that was the third down play and we ended up having to punt again after that but like there was that um thanks Dana yeah there was, there was a play where I think he tried to find Pop Douglas but just drop literally dropped the ball uh, it was on yeah, so uh, yeah, so what I saw on that play was, and it was certainly curious, but you know, watching back on it, so you know, went Mac went back in a short drop, and you know, Pop was in the slot, and the Bills were in a zone, and so you know, Pop is just supposed to flash there. He's just supposed to, you know, basically just sit down right there, just run like five yards, sit down, turn around, Mac delivers the ball, and then you know, sort of dive forward. But what happened on that play is that. Pop ran it like it was man coverage. He ran a, one of the Patriots' normal uh, return routes where, you know, you come off, you flash inside, and then pop outside. And I think Mac, as he was about to throw, he figured Pop was just going to sit there. And then all of a sudden, Pop turned his head and started to run to the outside. And Mac tried to, to bring the ball down uh, or at least keep it from going out of his hands. 
because it might it probably would have been an interception if he if he threw it uh, because Pop wasn't there anymore. And so that's what I saw in that play that it was a mistake on the receiver's part and Mac just you know tried to make the best of it. I think that's he and he was hot after that play. I'm pretty sure that's what happened on that play. All right, more of your calls with Craig Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal is coming up next here on the Shaws and Star Market. Patriots postgame show on the Safety Insurance 98 Father Sports of Patriots Radio Network. The home of the bees, the sports hub. Music of the game brought to you by Live Nation, the Dropkick Murphy, St. Patrick's Day celebration with special guest Pennywise, March 14th at Citizens House of Blues, and March 15th, 16th, and 17th, MGM Music Hall at Fenway. Get tickets now at LiveNation.com. And we woke up to some interesting news today from Ian Rappaport, and it's about a lucrative extension Bill Belichick and the Patriots came up with over the uh, over the in the offseason. Greg, do you have any uh, details, insight, follow up on some of the reports that happened today regarding Bill Belichick's contract? I have nothing um, to update you on as far as that. Um, you know, mostly because this is the probably the tightest held secret in all of sports. Uh, Bill Belichick's contract details. That's because. Um, as far as I know, uh, four people have knowledge of what his contract details are. Belichick, Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, and normally Belichick's attorney slash advisor, Neil Cornrich. Now, how involved is he um, to this day? I'm not sure. He was he was involved at one point in Bill's career. I do think he still advises him, so I'm sure he looked at some of the, the language. Um I could tell you that there was no motivation for the crafts to get that information out there. So that leaves you with one person that got this information out there and you the old have leak. to look at the motivation. <laughs> What'd you say? I said the old leak from, from yep. bill, the old leak from, from bill. bill. Yeah. Um, Mr. Media himself. Uh, you know, I think this to me, my read on this is that this is, so we've, we're basically having, dueling sort of saber rattling from both sides so you know you have the jeff jeff howe story that said Kraft definitely would fire belichick mm. if need be mm-hmm. now all of a sudden a couple weeks later belichick's side comes out with uh, a report that basically says yeah it's not going to be that easy to get get rid of me um and i'm not going to make it easy on you but you know we don't know the context of this extension it, and you know how long it is how many years how it's structured we don't know any of those things but you know just from knowing the parties involved i'm sure this was a situation where when robert and bill talked after the season and you know there was a conversation about you know changes to the coaching staff the gerard mayo stuff bringing in billy o'brien um you know belichick's not you know getting any younger and there could have been sort of a quid pro quo where you know, Kraft says, I want to do this with Mayo. I want to do this with O'Brien. And I want to keep Mayo in-house to be your successor. And and Bill's probably like, okay, but what am I going to get out of this deal? And, um, you know, Kraft says, well, we'll extend you a couple of years. 
And given what Bill has done for the franchise, uh, you know, I don't think that's 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 terrible to to ask and and to do for Bill Belichick. It's you know, it's just a question of is it going to the 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 million dollar question is are any sort of promises that they've made to Bill Belichick contractually or what have you is that going to affect whether they move on from him or not? Um, I doubt that to be the case. Um, I think that in the worst case scenario, say the Patriots do finish six and 11, nobody's happy. The crafts want to move on. And, you know, at the very least, maybe there's language in there that says like, you know, if we relieve you of your duties or we part ways, Bill still, still gets his money, but say it's in deferred payments, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, um, who is it? Barry, uh, not Barry Bonds, uh, oh, Bobby Bonilla yeah. with the Mets. Mm-hmm. You know, something like something like that. So we don't know what the terms are, but it's obvious the things we do know. Bill put this out there. Bill had motivation to to basically says, you know, I'm not dead yet. I'm not going anywhere, and I'm not going to make it easy. And then we'll see what happens from here. Uh, so just following up with that, uh, we know the talk around here when it comes to uh, Bill Belichick's future. You kind of you kind of hinted at it here, but. Uh, did you see, were you there for the post game today? He was very talkative after today's win and did not play with the microphones either. Uh, I was not there. I did see the microphone bit and I did see, um, you know, some of it. He was, you know, somewhat playful. I think that was, it was, that was Zolak. Yes, and, it um, was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, look, this is the bill you get after victories, especially unexpected victories. I mean, you know, I don't, you know, I can't remember the last time they beat a good team when they weren't supposed to. It was probably the Ravens game in the rain here. Um, so, you know, everybody feels good after that. And there's been a lot of, you know, stress on these guys. You know, the whole world's been against Bill and his football operations for good reason. And, you know, this takes the pressure off a little bit. All right, Greg, we'll take a couple more questions uh, from some listeners here. We'll wrap it up with you in just a minute. But let's talk to Elon and Newton. What's up, Elon? Hey guys, how's it going? Um, I, I just wanted to, to say a couple of things. The first is I had a, I took my my uh, oldest son and his best friend to the past game. We had an absolute blast going one and five into the year. We were kind of down and out on on the team, but uh, we had a blast. But the second thing I want to talk about, um, and and Greg, you you spoke about this, which is that you think Matt can play in the NFL, and I agree. I think he he is a caliber of player that can. Um, perform at a level that is competent with being an NFL starting quarterback. But what is it, what are the Patriots really going to learn between now and the end of the year with what they have around them? I mean, Kendrick Bourne, Juju Smith-Schuster, all those guys, are, they're, they're not what he needs. He needs something better than that. He's going to need a better offensive line. So, so what, do you, what do you learn between now and the end of the season that tells you if you can move on with, with Mac or whether you have to move off of him and find another quarterback in the draft or, or via trade? Thanks, Elon. Well, it's a really good question, and and I don't think, um, you know, I, I don't think that you're going to get a. Def- I don't think you need a definitive answer now on Mac Jones. You know, in my opinion, you know, the fifth year option is there. You know, whether they take it or not, it, it doesn't. To me, it's not. I think it's completely overrated. You know, people and you know the fifth year option and all this stuff. I mean, you know, worst comes to worst, they don't pick it up. He plays out his last year. You know, we'll see. They'll probably draft a quarterback this year. We don't know how high. And then they make a decision. Um, I think in terms of, you know, what you can learn about Mac, uh, to me it's, all right, well, 
you know, look, things aren't great here. Not a great offensive line, not a great running game, not certainly not great weapons for Mac Jones to, to, to work with, but you know, where can he get these guys to, where can he elevate them to? And I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, Tom Brady in 2006 or Tom Brady in, you know, 2018 or, you know, any other year where he didn't have great weapons, you know, I, I'm just talking about like, you know, Ken Mac Jones, can he make this look better? Can he make Kendrick Bourne look good and Demario Douglas and Hunter Henry and all these guys, Mike Kosicki, can he make this all work to where they can play winning football more often than not? To me, that checks a box. And, you know, hopefully if he does that, then you say, well, he's at this level right now. Imagine how good he can be if we do X and X, Y, and Z to support him a little bit better. Greg, I wanted to ask you about the inactive list today. Um, Bailey Zappi was the backup, and followed by Will Greer as the emergency. Malik Cunningham inactive. Um, I know your colleague Mike Giardi mentioned something about Zappi potentially being benched. Do you have anything more on that? And were you surprised Malik Cunningham was inactive? Um, no, no. I thought that was whatever that was. It was a mistake, and um. I don't know if it's certain loud people on the radio pointing it out very loudly, um, how dumb and reckless that was, or, you know, just some people in the building maybe asking more questions. I heard about you. It. I mean, that was just. <laughs> we, I heard you. For real, though, the biggest game of the year. They don't have a backup quarterback. It's a joke. Yeah, it, it was it was a complete joke. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. And, you know, maybe some people asked more questions about that. Or, you know, maybe Bill just sat back and said, you know what? Yeah, that was pretty dumb. What the hell was I doing? Luckily, we got through the game. Um, but they didn't win, so it didn't really matter. But um, that Malik Cunningham was down, it didn't surprise me. I mean, with Demario Douglas back, Tyquan Thornton's gotten back. Like, you know, they have their full complement. And Malik's really, you know, a, a developmental guy. He has been all season, especially at the wider wide receiver position where he was brutal this summer. And Belichick says he's improved a lot. So Billy O'Brien says he's improved a lot in practice. So, you know, that's great, but he's still a developmental guy at a new position um, for him. Um, I did not uh, hear the Giardi thing and he did not mention it to me in, in the press box. So um, I'm interested to hear. Yeah. It. Give him a follow up. Be like, Hey, I, it was on television. I didn't make it up. So, uh, but yes, oh, okay. yeah. 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 Uh, may, was there something, uh, I think he was insinuating maybe some of the things Zappi said after the game. We can't turn the ball over. Maybe there was a, maybe he was punished, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. punished for something to that degree. Um, but no turnovers today for Mac Jones. And uh, now they play Miami next week, who has the Eagles tonight. I'm very intrigued with this game. I have the Eagles. Uh, and I thought this was the get right game for the Bills. And right now they're they're a bad football team. The Bills. Uh, they are a bad football team. So I don't want to discredit the Patriots. They took advantage of of Buffalo right now. Um, but Miami Patriots going to Miami off this win. They win next week. We mentioned the three and one in the AFC East. I don't like their chances. But again, today maybe it will prove some of us wrong. Can they go into Miami next week and win that game? Yeah, I think um, I think this is a great spot for the Patriots. Now I'm not saying they're going to win the game, um, but you know they that place has been a freaking house of horror for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, even really good Patriots teams have gone down there and and been terrible. And that's just I've covered a lot of games in that place. It's just a weird place there in Tampa. I don't know. I must have be a Florida thing, um, but weird things tend to happen. I say it's a great spot for the for the Patriots for this reason. They're playing Sunday night against the Eagles as we see tonight. Mm-hmm. 
this is going to be a very physical game tonight against the Eagles. I would assume the Eagles are going to try to run the ball down the throats of the Dolphins. And, you know, they're if if the Eagles can get a lead and, you know, make the 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 Patriots have to defend and not the Patriots, the uh make the, the Dolphins have to pass block in a real game um against a really good defensive line. They're getting Jalen Carter back. This is going to be a very physical game for the Dolphins. So that's great. Number two, after the Dolphins play the Patriots, they go at Kansas City. So the Patriots are in a perfect look-ahead look spot. Ahead. There you go. Um, absolutely. You know, between two of the best teams in the league. I mean, if you're the Dolphins, you're like, oh, God, we just played the Eagles. Now we got the Chiefs coming up, and I forgot that we were even playing the Patriots. So great spot for the Patriots. You you never know. I said this, and I wrote this, this weekend at BSJ. I've gotten emails from people who have been all over my case about not being stronger about this team's dead and Bill Belichick needs to be fired and Mac Jones sucks and all that stuff. And I just, I told people I've been covering this league for 20 years. I have seen too many things in this league. You never know what's going to happen the next week and how one game can change a season. Now I'm not saying the Patriots are going to go out and win the Super Bowl now, but um, this can bring a lot of confidence and they can start to play better, play closer against the good teams, beat the bad teams again the, the the schedule softens up the second half of the season. And so, you know, you never know, you know, what's going to happen. So I don't rule them out going down to, to, to Miami and winning a game, especially with, with the Dolphins schedule, how it lines up. So, but, you know, we'll have to see at least, you know, it's at least they're competitive now. And so that makes things a lot more fun. Trust me. I do not like covering bad teams and, and uh, this has not been fun. Today was a little bit more fun. I have to admit. Brian Flores's Dolphins a couple of years ago started one and seven finished out with a winning record last year the Steelers as well they had a tie that didn't didn't get them into the playoffs so can the Patriots do what about the look at the Lions I mean the Lions were a god-awful team they were one and six they lost they got shut out here by the Bailey Zappi led Patriots I mean they were horrible couldn't stop a nosebleed on defense they could score on offense so Mm -hmm. that was always there and then they ended up going nine and seven and almost making the playoffs so you know, you never know what's going to happen. That's why you can only deal with the game that's in front of you. All these questions about next season and the coach and the quarterback, you got to let the season play out. You got to look at the whole tapestry of the season and then, you know, make your decisions from there. Well, your favorite sports book right now is the Patriots at plus 11 and a half next week. So just to look ahead wow. before the tonight's game. I'm jumping on that as soon as you're done. <laughs> Here we go. All right, he's Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Check out all his work. I know you got Mike Giardi with you, Joe Haggerty joining the team as well. So you have not just football, but you got a bunch of other coverage there as well. Greg, appreciate your time. And, hey, we'll catch up next week. Maybe there'll be a little winning streak going here. Hopefully. Uh, you never know. <laughs> never know. He's Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. We'll have more of your calls coming up, and uh, we'll get you caught up on everything happening in sports of headlines as well. You know that education changes lives, but did you know you can get a degree at Cambridge College while you work full-time? It's because their programs are designed for busy adults with flexible schedules, 24-7 support, and affordable tuition. Plus, at Cambridge College, you can go at your own pace, which is helpful because, you know, life. Whether you're considering a degree or certificate, you owe it to yourself to check out Cambridge College. Ready to change your future? Get started today at cambridgecollege.edu.